Hello and welcome to the Literally Gagging podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to all those books that make your wildest fantasies come true. If you are not a fan of dirty words and not washing your hands and you find any sort of profanity horrifying, then this might not be the podcast for you because this episode is going to be full of sex, step-siblings and rock and roll. As ever, I am joined by my co host Hannah how you doing hiya I'm good thank you how are you yeah I'm not too bad I went outside in the sun and being the ginger pasty person I am my shoulders look pinker than a Christmas ham she's looking toasty it was the first thing I saw when we stepped into the zoom situation you can see it through the zoom that's how bad it is I can see it from Manchester like you're just glowing in Warrington Like a beacon. The fucking torch. How are you today, Hannah? I am good. What have I been up to? We, oh, we caved. We watched Tiger King in the last week. Have you not watched Tiger King before? No, because I'm a bit of a hipster and I'm like, if something's got a lot of hype around it, I will do this with anything. Anything that's had hype around it. Like six months later, I'll be like, guys, have you heard of this thing called Breaking Bad? And everyone will be like, <laughs> yes. Where have you been? been for years. I loved Tiger King. I hated all the people in it, but I liked it. I followed Doc Antle's son on TikTok and my partner There's so gets much really wrong annoyed. with that sentence. And my partner gets really annoyed when one of his videos comes on because he's like, why is that man hugging a lion in a pool? Why isn't the lion eating him? Why are you following this person? I'm like, because tigers. The thing that I thought was really interesting, because even before I'd watched it, obviously there's like all the commentary around it, was like, how can in this programme that poor abused woman be the person who comes out of it the worst, like as a meme, when there's literally a man running a tiger sex cult who everyone's like, he's chill, look at him with his ponytail. She definitely did it though. Oh, uh, you know what? I wouldn't even blame her. He seemed like a dickhead. Hannah has the the only person I've ever known to be a fan of Carol Baskin, so. <laughs> Obviously, she's completely unhinged. Like, she's yeah. not a well woman, and I don't think that what she's doing for those cats is right, but she's clearly so damaged that she comes across as really disingenuous and really unhinged, and she is, but I'm not, I don't think that's necessarily entirely her fault. That's where we're at. And what are you drinking this week, Hannah? This week, I'm back on the strawberry gin, but I found half a bottle of Chambord in the back of my cupboard. What? So I'm going for a strawberry gin and tonic with added out-of-date Chambord. Sorry, why have you got Chambord? Are you my nan? I just like, I don't know, I like it. What are you drinking? So I've currently halfway through a ginger and rhubarb gin, but I've also got for when we get properly started, a pink Rioja. Fucking hell, I didn't know that was a thing. No, nor did I, I like a white Rioja, but I've got a pink one and I've got some frozen peaches to put in it. So it's almost like a sangria. Mate, look at you go. I know. So this week, we have decided to do something a little bit different, something a little bit topical. We haven't chosen one book. No, that would be too easy. What we have done is we have chosen three 
novelettes. Hannah, I'm looking at you as the English student. To... Novellas slash maybe just short stories. I'm not sure exactly. I would say like between sort of 15 and 25 pages for each one. They are all erotic fiction that has been written during and about the coronavirus. So the first one we're going to go into today is Sex During the Coronavirus Pandemic by WH Fielding. Then we will be doing Quarantine. Teen spelt T-E-E-N. Yes, great pun. Uh, By Dr Vicky Holmes. And then finally, we'll be going into COVID-69 by Jay Andrews. How did you overall enjoy the quarantine fan fiction, Hannah? Nice to read something topical. I thought that was fun. I quite liked the element of reading things that are written by people who maybe aren't professional writers. I think you could definitely tell some of them weren't professional writers. Yeah, but for me, that was kind of part of the fun of it. I quite enjoyed that. Coming from a like a background as a person who as a teenager read quite a lot of fan fiction i know that you don't have to be a professional writer to write what fan fiction were you read up was it twilight or was it harry potter both was it both okay (laughs) um we're not gonna get into that (laughs) i have personally only ever read fan fiction when it's been like so ridiculously erotic and sort of stuff that it's funny people who are not always traditionally published writers can also be really really good writers but a lot of the stuff people self-publish is absolute trash because there is no intervention from someone else like there's no editor there's no publishing house being like you can't do this yeah so the first one we're gonna do is sex during the coronavirus pandemic by wh fielding i couldn't find a lot of information about the author like usually we research and we give you context and da 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 so this is all i could find about wh fielding it's Sounds like she's definitely written it herself, but no one's gone. You might sound like a bit of a dick. WH Fielding, author, critic, visionary. Wow. WH Fielding studied the written word from a young age along with mathematics, science and social studies. Went to school. For most authors, the phrase bolt of inspiration is a metaphor, but Fielding was literally struck by lightning as a teenager. In a 2017 interview, Fielding said, My art is a mirror held up not to nature but the very heavens. Wow. The other thing I will put in before we get into the book is the only other piece of information I could find out about WH Fielding is one of the other titles that they've written. Have you seen The Room? Yes. They've written a critical analysis of The Room called Hi Doggy. So there's two others in this COVID series. We're just reading the first one. I don't think the other two have been written or self-published yet, but she's got a vision and that's good. Her other one is called The Hottest Stream, which is about a German twitch player and about him coming to america and getting sexy on twitch okay lovely so yeah that's what she's done that's a bit of insight into her personality i'm assuming it's a her and i don't know why i think it's because you want to assume that it's a woman writing lesbian fiction as opposed to a man so the main character is a woman called lucy and i should say as well that the tagline for this book is they could lock down her country but they couldn't lock down her heart which 
is top notch. Phenomenal. That's brilliant. Really well done. Work. So Lucy is in her apartment. She lives by herself because she didn't like other people touching her stuff and now she's sad she lives by herself because she's in lockdown. And her girlfriend, Andrea, has the coronavirus. So she is not there to entertain Lucy. So Lucy decides what she's going to do is she is going to go jogging. And she's like, oh my God, what did joggers even think about? This is so weird. And then she sees a girl jogging up in front of her and she's like, I wonder if this person even knows who I am, if they see me here. And then the person turns around and is like, oh, hi. And she's like, hi. They're like, keeping your uh, distance, aren't you? That's very wise in this sort of time. And then they walk down to a bench that is on a secluded area that is not on the jogger's path. And this other woman we find out is called Rose. And then Rose and Lucy just have sex. And that's the plot. That was the thing that I thought is especially because the first chapter is her milling around her apartment, being sad that she's on her own. She starts having nightmares about being like in a box because she's feeling very claustrophobic. She does try to have a wank as well, which is unsuccessful. She's not feeling very sexy. She's feeling a bit lonely and, and sad. Then she goes for a jog and she's mostly struck by the fact that like Rose has proper jogging clothes, whereas she's just in like some leggings and a t-shirt, which is relatable because that's exactly what I I do if you have professional gym wear that isn't from primark i don't know if we can be friends yes exactly we are not those people the next bit is she meets rose and then they're like oh it's really lonely doing a pandemic isn't it oh it's really hard being in a flat by yourself isn't it like it's not a lot of context to anything it's just them being like hi hi you okay yeah. And she specifically doesn't mention her girlfriend, Sly, Sneaky. That's not cool. We don't condone that. And then she says, are you sure it's okay to be so close to each other? Lucy asked, immediately regretting the question and hoping Rose would answer with a yes. Yes, she answered. In fact, I'd like to get even closer to you. She crawled onto the table, crawling forward on all fours until her face was in front of Lucy's. And so she just like mounts this picnic table. But like at no point have they said that either of them are interested in women or single. There's a lot for me missing from the initial, because the conversation goes from just being like, oh, two strangers to having a little chat about the state of the world. And then suddenly she's like on the table in front of her. And it goes from zero to a hundred really quick. There's literally very little anything else apart from Lucy's feelings at the beginning of the book to the sex. I think it is an eight minute read at best. I think that's what my Kindle told me when I downloaded this, that it was eight whole minutes. And are they erotic? I did not find them sexy. <sighs> The word for it would be like perfunctory. Yes, it's very perfunctory. There's no build-up and that build-up mm. is the bit that gets you invested in the sex that's about to happen. So if you go from, we were sat on a table and then suddenly she had her face in my tits, like, I don't care. I need more to bring me in. Yeah, I need to feel it's real. And the way that they describe things as well, it was like they describe Rose's breasts were smaller than Lucy's own and with an almost springy quality. And maybe, do you know what? Maybe this isn't a female writer. Maybe this is actually a male writer because they're just like springy boobs. For another thing as well, which I know I have to caveat all this is like, I know it's not real. Like I yeah. know it's, it's a fantasy, but they are on this picnic table in a wood. Yes, away from the path, but I would say both of them completely stripping naked is overkill and unrealistic. 
splinters i was just thinking like what happened if a family had a picnic and there's the remainder of some kids like dairyly cheese smeared on there what happens if a pigeon's had a shit on the table if this was in the uk that definitely would have happened yeah there'd be some crumbs of some ants like doing their thing i didn't even think about how many ants would be all up in their business after this too many i also think the fact that they said that they parted briefly to pull their shirts and sports bras off so they're not even like undressing each other there they're just going up oh, let me take my sports bra off which i think must be the unsexiest thing <laughs> it takes me 10 minutes to get mine on and off i've got one which is heavy duty and it's not easy and even just things like so she's taken off her jogging pants and her underwear she knelt in front of the table her face right in front of rose's crotch and began licking she's like a dog it's not really doing anything for me i can imagine that in my head but i'm not feeling anything for it it does sound like a pet dog like if you have a dog and you spill something on your lap at the dinner table there's a face licking your crotch like same that's thing. what they do it's the same thing it's not sexual I mean, I hope for most of our listeners that isn't sexual. If it is, please, there are professionals. Seek help. I also objected to her saying that Rose's vag, the smell was intoxicating, so much sweeter than the last girl she had been with. So you mean your girlfriend? And even if, because I read it and I was like, that to me, sorry, WH Fielding, that's lazy writing. Whoever wrote this doesn't want to go the girlfriend because then you introduce an element of like guilt into it. Like you shouldn't be thinking about your girlfriend where you're going down another woman it's a really lazy way of being like oh it was the sweetest vag I'd ever had my face in like it doesn't mean anything and then so she she does that and then she kind of just returns the favor really quick she pressed her hands to the inside of Rose's thighs as she licked then brushed them inward until they were next to the labia it's just too medical the word labia doesn't get me going I don't find it sexy no oh there's a little bit too much like admin involved about like where people's hands are and how people are moving and also she assumes that rose has never been with a girl before because she's like excited and clumsy and yeah like, and she's like oh she's learning quite quickly it sounds like it's written about a dog well she's learning quickly isn't she sit stay lick clip up down <laughs> right like is she getting a treat after this and her belly rubbed and then afterwards she goes so uh you don't have coronavirus right and then rose goes i doubt it but i guess we'll have to find out in two to 14 days that was one of the worst things i think and then she's like maybe we can do this again sometime and rose is like i hope so and that's the end of the book so i get that you're setting up for a series Mm. but also we don't i don't know enough about this lucy character to assume she would so easily cheat on her girlfriend another bit that i didn't get is that at the end in the last paragraph because Lucy wasn't sure how much time had passed since she left her house, but she could tell from the sun that it had been hours. The girls had tried several more positions and acts before finally getting back up and putting their clothes on. I want to know about that. That's the content of the book. That, why are you not, <laughs> why are you not t- showing me that? Why are you just telling me about why? it? Because like, all you've just done is gone two girls go down on each other. And that also makes me maybe think that's a man writing it who can't imagine anything beyond two girls going down on each other and then it being over but they did other things i just can't write about them i just don't know what those but they did them and then lots of time passed and some more things happened but that's not important right now and i'm like give me just another couple of pages with some more of that detail yeah you could have put that in that's the book that is literally it it ends so i would say underwhelmed by that one very very underwhelmed by this Considering I read this one actually last out of all 
all of them. Same. I was very disappointed in it all. I just thought it was lazy. And it didn't make me want to go and read the next two. No, I definitely won't be reading the next two. Which is really what you want the first book of a trilogy <laughs> beginning to of do, the trilogy. is to make you invested. And I'm not invested in either of these characters. No, they both seem like trash. I think for me, I'm like, if the next two is going to be as perfunctory as that, why am I going to waste £2.99 on yeah, them? Yeah, so I'm going to not sing it this time because there's a lot of them to ask. But Hannah... How wet did you get for sex during the coronavirus pandemic? Like a like a two stroke three. Mm. I think I'm just leaving. I'm just leaving space to go lower for the next one. I'm going to be honest. Okay, you are not a fan. Well, we'll get into that. What about you? I'd probably give it a one to two. I didn't enjoy it. I thought it could have been more, and I'm sad I spent two pounds just to hear that girls can lick each other's vaginas and nothing more than that. There are places on the internet we could find that for free if we wanted that. So a two, sorry, WH Fielding, I hope you're okay. Write more books about the room. I would read those. Yeah, no, we need to get into those ones. So the next one that we're gonna get into, which Hannah found very problematic, I honestly thought you really got bang for your buck with this one. Oh, it was good value for money. For like £2.50 or whatever, there is constant, constant sex. From the moment the book starts, I will not fault this book on value for money. So this is of course Quarantine, teen spelt T-E-E-N, and it's by Dr. Vicky Holmes. Again, I couldn't find a lot about her. So Dr. Vicky Holmes is a psychologist living in Boston, Massachusetts. When not writing, she enjoys yoga, taking cooking classes, and spoiling her two labradoodles, Sprite and Monster. I love the fact she has dogs. I'm not such a fan that she's named them after her two favourite fizzy drinks. Yeah, it's an odd choice, isn't it? Hadn't even occurred to me that that's what Monster was for. I was like, Sprite, cute. What I also found weird is that she put at the end of this book the world's biggest disclaimer. Yeah. And it's all like, this is a work of fiction. If it resembles anything to do with real life, then that's just coincidence. You have to be over 18. All the characters in it are over 18 and they are consenting and just for entertainment. And I was like, oh, are we going to get sued for talking about this book? (laughs) Come at me, Dr. Holmes. So that was at the end. At the beginning, there is a foreword where she talks about she's a clinical psychologist. And so she understands the mental strain that the COVID-19 outbreak is putting people on. Um, Obviously, the global news is very stressful. You might be experiencing mood swings, nausea, panic attacks, insomnia. It's very important to remain calm and take each day as they come. Live your life one day at a time. It is with that spirit that I wrote the story. It's a sort of taboo, sneaky little story. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen? Interesting. My biggest problem with this book, and this is gonna sound like really wankery, like English degree shit. The narrator's voice, like the character, made it very hard for me to relate to because I thought he was a fucking prick. See, he was a prick, but I think she was quite good at writing a 19-year-old absolute bell end. Like to get into that mentality. It feels like it was written by a 19-year-old absolute twat. It was purely that the character narrating it made me feel uncomfortable and therefore the story made me feel uncomfortable. But Dr. Vicky Holmes is very convincingly written. She's absolutely nailed that character. It's just that that character is reprehensible to me and therefore the things he's saying aren't sexy. Oh my God, have you read? So like, (laughs) sorry. So she's Vicky Holmes. So her publisher is called Stay at Holmes Press, which, 
Vicky. Decent, decent love pun, Vicky. From everything I know about Vicky, she sounds like a fucking lad. I love her. Vicky, if you've got any other sexy books, hit us up. Would you like to tell us what this one's about, Molly? The first thing I'm going to say is that the narrator doesn't have a name. We don't have a name for this horny 19-year-old wank monster. We're going to call him Chad. I feel like he's a Chad. So Chad was at college and he had to come home because of the coronavirus outbreak. He was going to go to um, Florida for spring break, but his dad was like, that's a bad idea. Come home so you don't die. We sort of open up with Chad remembering how he met his ex-girlfriend. And her name's Heather. Her name's Heather. Because all girls in America who are bitches are called Heather. So he's sort of reminiscing about how he met Heather. And whilst he's doing this, he's having a wank on the sofa in the living room. And whilst his hands are down his pants, his stepsister comes in and is like, what the fuck? fuck are you doing as it says here i tucked my cock back into my pants and tried to make myself presentable and then we sort of find out what the relationship is like between chad and his stepsister and how his parents got together so what happened is is that chad's mum died very sad r.i.p and in response to this chad's dad decides to take a job in brazil where he will commute half the time between brazil and america leaving his teenage son home alone for like weeks at a time. I think that's bad parenting. I'm not a parent, but I'm gonna probably not great there. parenting. So whilst daddy's in Brazil, he starts hooking up with his research assistant, Maria, I believe, and Maria and daddy get married. And it turns out that Maria has a daughter herself called Gabriella. And Gabriella had to come up, learn English in a summer, and then go to an American high school, which fucking props to Gabriella. That is hard. I want Gabriella's story. And as well, there is a bit later on, because Chad doesn't really like Gabriella. He thinks she's sort of like snotty and annoying. But there is a bit later on where he acknowledges that for this to have happened, like her dad also died. So she's a teenage girl. Hard thing anyway. Who is moved to a new country where she doesn't speak the language to live with like a strange boy she doesn't know. But yeah, he says that like Gabby was always like rolling her eyes and telling him to go fuck himself and slamming doors. And I'm like, fair play to her because yeah she seems to have had a pretty rough ride of it so far chad we then learned that mama and papa stepmama and papa are stuck in brazil because of the coronavirus and it's just the two of them in the house together and they've sort of been winding each other up but they've also got this sort of routine that they've gotten into where one of them they have food in the house but they'll order takeaway every night. The dad has paid for groceries and they get takeaway every single night, which I think is rude. The deal they have is that the one who orders the food doesn't get to pick the film. So it's like, he'll go like, oh, we're having Chinese and she'll be like, we're gonna watch this film in Portuguese that you're not gonna give a shit about. And then as they go along, she starts picking films that maybe he sort of will enjoy a bit more. And they sort of mellow out towards each other. So it's her turn to pick a film and she does pick a Portuguese language film and it is called Amante de Irma and I've said that wrong I know I've said that wrong I don't know what the little squiggle on the A means pronunciation wise Amante de Irma means sister lover 
which he finds out when the subtitles come up because originally he's like oh I don't want to watch this Portuguese film why can't we just watch like Star Wars and she's like no I I think you're gonna like this one so they watch it and it's like a 1960s sort of porno they've got a compound chicken some meg rolls and a porno dreaming sounds like a really great Friday night to be honest of course once they've watched the film that's when it all starts Shall we go back and start talking about the sex that's right off the back with back with Heather? The way he describes Heather is my character profile for Heather says fucks like a rabbit, grapefruit-sized melons, which I'm assuming is breasts. <laughs> that's a lot of fruit. And she tastes like strawberries in heaven, and that's all you need to know about Heather. She's a fruity gal, is Heather. She's a fruity gal. She's a juicy fruit. They hooked up for the first time at a Halloween party at a frat house that has like a DJ and topless shot girls who are just girls who they go to uni with, which is weird. What I really enjoyed in the description of all of this is that it... (laughs) Sorry. It's... It is, you can tell she's a slightly older woman by the fact that she's written, when I finally arrived to the address my buddy had texted me, I saw a tall, old, two-story Victorian house, but there was nothing Victorian about what was going on inside. What 19-year-old would describe a house as Victorian? Yeah. Like, and also, <laughs> that she said later that there was loud bass and drum music. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the wrong I way around, it. sweetie. I'm- absolutely love it i love the mom chat i love the attempt to make it sexy but like this is what the young people like it's just what the young people there was a light show as good as any discotheque oh that's not what we call it anymore and it was the busiest dance floor of the most trendy nightclub we don't say trendy anymore so he's dancing with heather she's the topless shot girl at this party he describes dancing with her as like getting a lap dance from the hottest girl in school and i'm assuming she's intelligent as well if she's doing biology but he doesn't care about that though does he we don't go into any detail about her uh, we don't know about her academic success we just know that she has absolutely perfect breasts and i think that's really all you need to know it says here when the beat finally dropped classic mom when the beat finally dropped i was full on finger fucking her tits and i would like to say that full on finger fucking is all hyphenated full on finger fucking it was pure heaven I was so busy exploring her boobs that I didn't even realise Heather's hands had left mine. Their mission of guiding me to her tits was complete. My cock was the first to realise just what was going on. I don't like it when erotica writers personify body parts. Like, <laughs> I didn't know, but my cock knew what was happening. Like, Does your vagina not always know what's happening? Is the vagina not the smartest part of your body? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell True. you right now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, mine's made a few mistakes. (laughs) So she's like, she doesn't get into the trousers. She kind of like finds his dick and then is like, shall we go upstairs? So they go upstairs and they're kissing. She tastes like strawberries in heaven. And then he eats her out on this bed. No, she goes down on him first, yeah. Because he uses the phrase, back in high school, I had been the recipient of several nice blowjobs, but apparently by the time girls get to college, they've earned a doctorate in sucking cock. I have a degree and it's probably worth as much as a human penis so (laughs) maybe i do (laughs) what as well i found quite interesting is we first see in heather and i'll talk about now we talk about when we get to gabby is everyone is really surprised at how big his penis is so she goes jesus you're fucking huge i smiled 
fuck, she murmured as she leaned in to kiss the tip of my cock. I watched as her doe-like eyes locked onto mine, her mouth slowly opening further and further as her head pressed down, taking inch upon each of my man-meat down her throat. As a vegetarian, that upsets me. As someone who likes salami, that upsets me. I'm glad we're in agreement. That was horrible. We found the thing that's going to bridge the divide between meat eaters and vegetarians. So she's really good at the old blowjob. So he says, I busted, shooting stream after stream of thick, white, milky sperm down the girl's throat. And also he says that he'd watched enough porn to know how to eat pussy as his first girlfriend from high school can attest. So that's good. Good for him. That's good for him. I didn't know that they had a tutorial. Like, Do you think they have a wiki how (laughs) porn have how to eat pussy? If you search how-to, you'll Uh. find everything you need. YouTube channel. Hi there, my name's Andy and I'm going to teach you how to eat out a pussy. Firstly, I would like you to get an orange and... (laughs) But in his memory, he doesn't even get to the bit where he goes down on her because he says, I would dine on her sweet tender pussy and when she would be begging for more, I would fill that tight honey hole with my... And then Gabriella's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I forgot about Honey Hole. I forgot about Honey Hole. <sighs> honey Hole. It's not Winnie the fucking Pooh. He's not <laughs> When he gets stuck in that, uh, when he gets stuck in the door. He's stuck in the labia. What? <laughs> oh, horrible. Oh, uh, horrible. So that's the opening portion. So this book's very, like, bookended by the two major, like, sexy bits. Because you start with him reminiscing about Heather. Then we get into the backstory of him and Gabby and how they've ended yeah. up in this situation. I do like that Gabby calls him out on a lot of his shit, though. Because yeah. she is like, I'm never sitting on that couch again, you fucking perv. And she's like, I don't want to get coronavirus. Stop wanking on the couch. Oh, that was my favourite. And he's like, oh, that's not how coronavirus works. And it's like, oh, sorry, Chad. I didn't realise you were a scientist. Forgot you were a doctor, Chad. Yeah, Dr. Chad. <laughs> oh, I don't want to catch corona, she snapped. I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, you don't get corona from jerking? I shook my head. Fuck you. How long are you going to stay? I asked. Fuck off, she replied. It's saucy. It's saucy banter. Bit of cheeky banter. And I think the thing is that step sibling dynamic famously popularized by the film clueless really yeah so it's no wonder our generation and the people who frequent the porn seem to be into it but if paul rudd was your stepbrother would you because i would yeah probably i love paul rudd he isn't aged he's great he's not aged a second since that film came out so another thing that i found was weird is the mix of infantiling gabriella to making her an adult so at the beginning he says that she'd now become like the college girls that he was so used to and then when they're talking about what dvd she's gonna make them watch that night he's like oh i thought she put on the brazilian version of the teletubbies or my little pony and it's like she's either old enough for you to have sex with or she's not you need to make that clearer that comment is unnecessarily infantilizing considering we've got to a point where he seems to be quite chill with her like they seem to be getting on quite well so why are you still being a dick so then we get into them watching the porno together we get down to one of our favorite topics on this podcast is pubic hair so on this he describes that they didn't shave their bushes and he uses a lot of absolutely disgusting phrases the chicks were pretty hot except when the camera panned down to their snatches i'm talking full-on sasquatch down there 
There was a nice lesbian subplot, brackets, more heavy beavers. And he specifically says, it's not that I don't mind a bit of hair down there, but it sounds like you do, Chad. So they get through the end of the film. Gabby has put her hand on his lap and it's inching ever forward to his cock. And he has a little moment of crisis where he's like, can I actually bang her? I mean, I know technically I can. She's not my blood relative, but fuck, she's still my stepsister. Calm down, idiot. She's your step-sister. But fuck, what would dad think? It's good to know he's thinking. Yeah, he's very conflicted. She gets his sweatpants down and she says, you're bigger than I ever imagined. And he's like, oh shit, she's been imagining. I like the bit where it says to himself, be a man, fuck the shit out of her. And I wonder if that's what the song in Mulan is about. <laughs> I also like as well that while she's giving him the best blowjob he's ever received, he starts casting his mind back to all the pre... He does a montage in his head of all the times she's been annoying, all the times she's like, come down for breakfast without a bra on, like... But we've just established that Heather was the best blowjob he'd ever had. Does this therefore mean that Gabby's the best blowjob he's ever had? Or maybe he's just very fickle. I think it just might be who's ever lips around his dick. And then he's like, oh, how long is this quarantine going to last? No one's going to be popping round. Dad's not home. Like, can we just do this? The phrase he uses, fucking every goddamn day of this goddamn outbreak. And then he goes, I realised I needed to fuck my stepsister's pussy. Straight to the point. <laughs> Straight to the point. Point. I need to fuck it. So he's gonna tell her what to do to make him come. It's a lot of semen this man has. I think he's maybe been backed up or something because he didn't yeah. get, he was doing his wank earlier and he didn't get to finish it. And he's very specific, isn't he, about how. So he gives her instructions and then it goes, within 10 seconds, the first shot of my jism rocketed down her throat. She gagged and instinctively brought her head up and released my cock from her mouth. Bad idea, I thought. She's gonna get a face full of cum. Or maybe that was her plan all along. Everything happened so fast. My first shot of cum had gone down her throat, but the next one sprayed the pretty teen across the face. She giggled mischievously and opened her mouth wide, sticking out her tongue. I grabbed my cock and shot a few more loads of sperm onto her tongue. She moaned and swallowed my seed. She positioned my dick back in her mouth and milked every last drop of my manhood. She was a true cum-hungry slut. That phrase really bothered me. That really bothered me. And again, I know it's probably because porn has taught us to do this, but you don't have to lick all the cum off of your face. You are allowed to jump up, scream, and run to the bathroom. And get a towel. <laughs> get a towel. Yeah. And to be like, fucking hell, the God, that was a lot. What's wrong with you? Like. So then he, being a very nice gentleman, decides to go down on her. She starts screaming things in Portuguese. But he's eating her out and that wasn't, to be fair, that bit wasn't bad. He wasn't actively degrading her at the time, so I'll take it. It does say Gabby's pussy was incredibly warm, salty, with this sweet, musky taste. I don't want the description of what my vagina tastes like. I mean, at least that one's probably more realistic because I do not True. believe that Heather tasted like strawberries. No, like, she did not. That's she... not a thing. I'm sorry, guys, that's, that's not, not a, a thing. thing. She's used some sort of perfume or unhygienic wipe or spray. So then they have sex. She moaned like like an animal in heat, my entire cock is in her, I can feel her warmth, like all the sort of go-tos. Pretty standard, yeah. yeah. Apart from the one thing I thought was a bit, not out there, but unusual for this sort of description of a sex scene is, feeling my balls slapping across her wetness as I fucked the living shit out of my sister was the greatest sensation I have ever felt. There's so much about that <laughs> sentence that's like, not quite on the money. Like, so weird. it's not quite as sexy as 
you think it is? <laughs> it's <laughs> feeling my balls slapping across her wetness. I think the living shit's not a very sexy phrase either. No. So that happens and then they don't clean up dinner. They don't turn off the movie. They go straight up to their parents' room and have a shower together. One bit I did enjoy is when he came in her this time, he went, I felt my cum fill her and I was surprised how much sperm I still had. I think we're all surprised, Chad. Yeah, then they go upstairs, as Hannah said, they have a little shower. And then they fell asleep in a naked embrace and he doesn't know how long quarantine's going to last, but... They've got all the time in the world. They just knew they had it together to fuck each other before they had to go out into the real world and confess their sins. I guess it's not a sin. It is technically legal. Immoral, not illegal. Yeah. I would say, which is a phrase I've been using a lot recently <laughs> um, to do with the Dominic Cummings scandal. Oh yeah, immoral, not illegal. Yeah, that was it. Having gone back over it now, I feel like I've maybe been a little bit unfair because even though my initial read of it was to go, there's something about this that makes me feel really weird and this narrator like makes my skin crawl you get a lot of bang for your buck and it's much better written than the sex in the coronavirus whatever apart from the classic mumisms of trendy and bass and drum discotheque it's relatively well written i have to give her props for writing the character so convincingly that it made me not like him but also she does very much address like this is all a bit of fun it's all taboo it's not real guys it is it feels like she's just like calm down have a biscuit have a wank this isn't real life take your mind off covid and you'll be fine don't take this too seriously yeah, having revisited it, it's not necessarily made it for me sexier, but it's made me appreciate Vicky a bit more. Absolute babe. So how wet did you get? I'm going to give the book a two, stroke three, but I'm going to give Vicky a ten. I'd, I'd give it a five. For how gross it was, the sexy bits were actually relatively sexy and there was a lot of it in there. The 20 minutes it takes you to read, it gets you to where you need to be. It didn't necessarily do it for me, but I can see how it could do it for some people. And Molly is that person. I am that person. Apparently, I get turned on by step-sibling porn, which is something I didn't know about myself until just now. And by, like, gross frat boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the dirtier the frat boy, the better, I think. There we go. So after what would be considered Hannah's nightmare, we get to Hannah's heaven. I really enjoyed this one. Because... When they describe, so we'll go through it in a bit, but when they describe the male protagonist as someone who is a Green Day punk boy and you also get to correct his grammar over texts, I was like, I understand why Hannah likes this one. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. that that's probably why I liked it. Am I that easy to read? He's playing The Clash at three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, yes. So we are, of course, talking about our final book of today, which is COVID-69 by Jay Andrews. And there is literally not any information about this person. Have they written anything else? No, couldn't find anything. So Jay Andrews, you're elusive, but you've written our favourite book of the episode. We love it. So Rosa is a first year student at 
a university college, whatever you call them, in Los Angeles, Hollywood. And her mum wouldn't let her go in the dorms because the dorms are just an excuse for boys to get drunk and defile you. So what her mum does is makes her get a studio apartment and the quarantine's just happened and she's bummed out because all of her friends are in the dorms and she is missing out on lots of fun and she's just sat there being really bored. We should mention up top that she's a virgin and she would like to lose her V card. She just has been sitting there having her own little fantasies when who knocks on the door but the really hot punk kid who lives next door anyways tight jeans and band t-shirts and leather jackets and he has dark hair. I think growing up in the Bring It On original generation. Yes, he's that guy, except this guy in the book's really ripped. It's And the guy in Bring It On wasn't. But still sexy. Clyde? Clive. Cliff. Cliff. Cliff Pantone. Oh my god, what a name. He's like a really ripped Cliff. Riley turns up at her door, because he lives downstairs, and he's like, there's a leak. I think it's coming from your bathroom. Can I come and have a look? Like, I know I'm not supposed to really be here because of the corona thing, but can I come have a look at your pipes now thinking about it it's such a classic porno setup but it's got the twist of the punk the fact that he's not like some sexy jock frat guy like i did not like chad i do like riley yes of course you like riley <laughs> so basic how many times have you seen american idiot the green day musical i don't want to say there we go he is like i'll get my tools if you have none so whilst he's gone downstairs she has done the absolute classic girl thing of putting on a sexier outfit but also hiding all dirty pants and anything that's gross is my hair okay is my breath okay does my apartment not look like i am disgusting i think the thing i like about this is that both of the characters in it are more sort of fully realized as characters and more relatable like she's just a normal girl she's just chilling in a little apartment and she goes off in her own thoughts as well which i quite like so he fixes it and then he's like okay thanks i guess i'll go and she's like but hang on instead of lugging all those tools all the way up and all the way down in case it didn't work give me your number you go downstairs and i'll flush my toilet and you tell me if there's any problems or not and he's like seems legit she's smart that's a good move so then there's no problems but he comes back up again to collect his toolbox and she's like do you know what You've already been in my apartment. To quote Britney Spears, my loneliness is killing me. And I... She must <laughs> confess that she's got some wine. And she's like, you've already been in. Do you want to come up for a wine? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I like your music. She's like, play your music a bit too loud, but it's fine. And he's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. No one's told me. And she's like, well, I did text the landlord. And he's like, well, the landlord never told me bullshit she's like oh yeah you know but punk is all right and he's like you like punk and he's looking around her room and she's latina so he's like latinas who with like purple bedrooms don't like punk and she's like i'm a music major i love everything and he's like okay what's your favorite punk song and this is such a problematic thing that men do about music and it's really weird oh you like the music i like what's your favorite song then it's like you don't need to test people stop gatekeeping communities of people who like things and also their most famous song is probably the best one so that's why it's people's favorites she said rock the casbah 
by the clash which is the first thing that came to her mind and he's like rock the casbah are you kidding that's like the least punk rock clash song and she goes okay send your punk latest what's yours and he said easy search and destroy by iggy pop and the stooges riley's been a bit of a prick i think he's been dick i quite like the fact that obviously they're having like a bit of punky banter i like the phrase get your guitar hero ass out of here i was like yes, yes rosa i love that shit i love that so then he's a little bit turned on he's by this. loving it he loves this banter and then they start getting a bit sexy and he's like tell me he purred what else do you like she's a bit like oh my god this is too rebel without a cause maybe this isn't real what do i do and she's a bit like it's relatable yeah and he's like for example what about this and he gingerly laid the tip of his index finger on my knee and slowly traced the upper ridge of my thigh up about two-thirds of the way to my hip and back down and he's like i know we're quarantined i know we're not supposed to do this but i'm glad i noticed the water dripping through my ceiling it meant i finally had a reason to come and knock on your door they've been seeing each other in the corridors for months and not doing anything like oh it's so cute well written i'll give jay andrews this i think the build-up is quite realistic and i like how it doesn't feel like a mum's writing it like the last one in that she's describing him touching her is every inch of which sent chills through my body like some sort of erotic asmr podcast they know their references so he's like i know i shouldn't be doing this anyway it's safer at home but but i really want you and she's she's a bit scared it's her first time and he's like oh i i guess you don't feel the same way and she's like no like i really fancy you but there's a lot happening here riley and the phrase they use which again i just thought was cute was like the point of it is to keep people from you know exchanging fluids and spreading the virus like not a great use of the word fluids but also like relatable she just kind of panics and like says gross things in this situation i like rosa i'm I'm really here for it and he's like we've already broken quarantine and he's like i want you i wanted you for months but I'm not going to do something that you don't want to do so tell me do you want me to kiss you and I'm like I want to cry it respects her rights Riley said consent and we were all here to witness it I love it throughout the rest of them having sex so we don't have to mention it each time he does keeps this. checking he keeps, keeps checking, checking in on in. her he keeps being like are you sure are you okay is this all right and she's like yay yay and and when it's a no she tells him it's a no and he fucking respects that he respects it so he's sort of trying to seduce her they're kissing and there's touching and she's rubbing herself against his bulge and then he starts working on her bra like getting her bra off and she's like nope this is too much it's too fast and he's like that's fine like if you don't want to and she's like i do i do want i do to. want to i just might need some more time i've not done this before and she's worried because she thinks he's gonna pity her he's like it's fine we don't have to do that like i want to be here with you and we'll do what we can do if that's what you want she describes it as hot chivalrous and wonderful that's the dream that's what every woman should want is hot chivalrous wonderful and she says he was exactly what my mum had always warned me about wasn't he some literal punk kid who wanted nothing more than to take my virginity and vanish into the night so she's like i'm really sorry you're gonna need to go and he's like can i just get one last kiss and then he's like if you change your mind i'm just downstairs we do a little flash forward to it like she can't sleep and she's like why did i do that it's every fantasy i've ever wanted and then and then she starts to hear what do you think she hears Sheree, don't like it. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 
bum, rock the Casper, rock the Casper. Cherie don't like it, thinks she really <laughs> hates it. She texts him and is like, what are you doing? And again, this is clearly like a millennial who's written this. I watched the three little dots appear and blink, then disappear, then reappear and blink again. They stared, blinking at me for way too long before disappearing, then immediately reappearing, blinking and finally turning into text. So you can't sleep either. It took him three tries at that response. And he even used punctuation this time. Like, it's beautiful. Cute. Eventually, she's like, come up. And he's at the door. We stared at each other. Our phones dangling by our sides like Wild West pistols before a duel. And I can see that. I can see the visual like, wow, wow, wow. I love that. And then we're in. Then we start getting into it. He is chiseled. He is granite. It was like staring at a punk rock Captain America. I love that. I commented there's a lot of nipple play. He's not just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. He's like building up to it. And he keeps being like, do you like that? Is this okay? Is this all right? And it's a lot of hot breaths and flicked tongues. And it's everything you want from a dirty book, this really the way it's written. But I would say as well, no use of any of the weird, slightly off-putting words we've had in other ones. There are no throbbing members or moist sexes. And also no labia. We're not going clinical. This is why we left it to last because it's probably the best one we've read. I think it's the best one we've read all series. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. She says, he was perfect. Don't get me wrong, it was big, but not so big that I was intimidated. I'd seen some videos of guys whose cocks were so enormous, so long and thick that it would be a total turn off. It's like that Goldilocks shit. He's just right. Again, one of my favourite descriptions of this guy is there in my room was this Greek god with a Green Day haircut looking like a Chippendales dancer now fully revealed. The dream. The actual dream. Because most indie boys are what? Overtly skinny. Scrawny white boys. With bad hair. But he's jacked. He's respectful. He's got a leather jacket. I'm in. They start going, I think he starts going down on her. After a few moments, he found one that made my mouth go dry and eyes roll back. Someone who's competent at going down on you is... Worth his weight in gold. All you want for your first sexual experience. Yeah, and now as well. Rose has hit the jackpot with this She one. has. I think that's interesting that all of them have had cunnilingus in them. Yeah, which to be honest, we've not had that much of. We've not had a lot of it. And the lesbian one was the least sexy. I mean, it's literally called COVID-69. This is the point, but it's really good. And I think part of that is that we've spent most of the book getting invested in the character. So therefore, I care about what's happening. You can tell that we genuinely liked it by the fact that we're not reading passages out to like sort of rip it. We're like, just, we're just like, it's just really good. They're just having sex and it's good. He's like, do you know how to 69? He asked almost hesitantly. That's where you go down on me, I started. And while you go down on me at the same time, yeah, he finished. I know some people aren't really into it, so it's okay if you don't want to, but it will get me so fucking hard, you have no idea. I glanced down between our legs and caught a glimpse of this spectacular cock again. If there's something that's gonna get him even harder than that, I'm 100% down. I personally... It's a little bit admin heavy, like logistically, but they have a great time doing it in the book and that's like his best thing. And then he gets a condom because Riley is a god. So he uses protection and she's like, 
it's so much better than everyone always like it feels new it feels weird but it doesn't hurt like it's not bad in the way that people say it's going to be bad and he like takes it really slow and he puts it in and then kind of waits a little bit so she can kind of get used to the new feeling and stuff and I think that's a good thing of losing your virginity to someone who's more experienced. They're not all just fumbling around. They have sex. It seems to be pretty good. You're perfect. I breathe. Keep going. Please keep going. And I think that's all we can give you without giving you any good spoilers. Because we want you to read this one, actually. And then afterwards, he, like, goes to the bathroom. Then he comes and gets in bed. And he's like, can I stay? Is that all right? Again, it kind of is like, who knew if we'd catch the virus? And who knew how long we'd be stuck quarantined? But there was one thing that I was absolutely sure of. I was suddenly real glad I wasn't in the dorms and that I had my own apartment after all. I love this. I really think this person does deserve their own sitcom of Rosa's life. Because the first season would be like her and Riley getting together. It would be like seeing him in the hallways and being like, oh, that like hot punk guy from downstairs. So you have like her in her own place, the punk rock guy downstairs. And then what I imagine is her hot mess of a white girl friend stuck in the dorms. I might write it. I've got nothing else to do. Editing this podcast and writing a new sitcom because honestly i think this gets like maybe an eight for me oh big like a seven or an eight i really liked it because the thing for me with this is it's not going to change any lives do you know what i mean it's like a literary masterpiece but i have read much worse ya books which have been actually published and obviously they don't generally have sex in it was like a fun ya book but also with a sex scene at the end But it wasn't meant to be anything more than a hot, sexy piece. And COVID-69, okay, so it's not like you must 69 me to save the world, which is what I thought it might have been going into it. If anyone wants to write us that one, that (laughs) sounds great as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. What would you give it? How wet did you get? I think I would give it a six. I really enjoyed it. I did. I think if it was longer. I would have read this as a full novel. Yeah. That was what I loved about it is like it was a story I was genuinely invested in with characters I want to know more about and also they then had like a really well written sex scene. But as we said, well, maybe this person isn't a millennial but they understand a millennial perspective but we shouldn't even be saying that because college freshmen a Gen Z. They're not us anymore. Hate We're that. the babies of the millennial. That. So with these books on Amazon, there were no reviews and it did say, be the first to review this. And I thought I might have done it is Susan from Northampton who is just divorced David and is looking for a bit of fun all by herself. But I thought I'd be cheating you guys. It'd be disingenuous of us to be faking reviews. I will say as well, the first book wasn't even on Goodreads. The second one had one review, but it was someone who hadn't even read it. I think they'd just seen what it was about and gone this seems gross I'm not interested and then I think COVID-69 didn't have it had one rating not review and someone had only given it two stars and I rectified that I went and rated it and was like bang four straight away maybe I'll go through and leave it a little review because I want Jay Andrews to know that we appreciated it or if you guys listening decide that you're gonna read them and you want to leave us review review this podcast but also maybe go and review it on like goodreads or amazon because not that say we didn't even love all these books but if you are a self-publishing writer feedback's going to be really useful to you in the way feedback's really useful to us making this podcast that's one a bit serious then a bit like a psa like that was like please give us but also give us reviews too please yeah and let us know if you've read any of these let us know if you intend to read any of them now if you were actually listening to this in the year 2024 and hannah and i are still going 
what was your time in, during COVID like? You've cottoned onto us late. And... Yeah. I mean, even now, let us know how many strangers you've had sex with during the COVID-19 pandemic. How many joggers you just saw on the street who took you to a secluded area to just lick your vagina? Let us know. And you can find us on Twitter at LitGagPod. On Instagram, it's at LiterallyGaggingPod. I think it's the same on Facebook, or if you just search it on Facebook, you'll find it. The email address is LiterallyGaggingPod at gmail.com. And if you've listened to this, you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a little review because apparently it helps people find us and it lets us know that you're having fun. It helps out. And if we're not on the place you listen to, give us a shout. We're just bad with technology. And if you are WH Fielding, Dr. Vicky Holmes or Jay Andrews and you've stumbled across up. this, Fucking um, hit us up. let us know. Jay Andrews, if you write anything else, please send it my way because I'd like to read it. I was going to say if anyone wants to like send us any like please i don't know is it too soon to start asking people to write us erotic covid fiction yeah write us erotic covid fiction if you want to pass some time please write us a sexy covid story we'll read it maybe we'll read it out maybe we'll review it it can be anything it can be harry potter covid related because i think the wizarding community might be struggling right now it could be twilight related because obviously if you are a vampire drinking the blood of someone with covid you're gonna get infected if it's tiger king let me know how tiger king erotic is getting on anything whatever floats your boat so stay at home remember not to listen to dominic cummings do not drive to your mm, it was my parents house it's not my second home whatever i mean this is very much gonna timestamp when we recorded this episode regardless of when it went out yeah stay safe Stay hygienic, wash your hands, do not go to Durham. Maybe don't vote Tory next time. Wash your hands. Try not to have sex with any strangers or members of your family. I think that's just good advice. That's fair. Especially during this time. And we'll see you next time. Tonight, a big babs. Bye. Bye. A big thank you to Bobby Bates for doing all of our artwork and our logo and everything, to Bethany Southworth for our jingle, and the other incidental music is from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech, the king of royalty-free jams and saviour of media-studies students the world over.